Welcome to Beware of Spoilers. I am Adam. We are here for our discussion of Moon Knight Episode 2. Um, the episode where we get introduced to Layla, the uh, love interest of Mark Spector. Um, and I think I have... This is the episode that kind of highlights my first major issue with this show. Um, I think that the show doesn't give a good reason... Well, here's the thing, okay? Um, maybe I'm blurring my episodes. This is the problem, though. I'm just gonna blur episodes together. But, like, you know, Layla is Egyptian, and she has some knowledge of the gods and all that. So, like, this episode we learned that Khonshu had been, you know, cast out from the pantheon of the gods, or locked away, or whatever the exact verbiage was. Um, we also learned that Arthur Harrow was the initial... Um, like, what's we're looking for here? The the first uh, avatar for Kanshu on Earth uh, before he um, he was rejected, and and the rationale for it is, you know, um, we know this already. He thinks Kanshu moves too slow, while Amit um, is proactive, and you know it gets dismissed very quickly as you're going to kill babies, and it's it's one of those things where it's like, well, okay. And to an extent, it's true, but it's also one of those things where it's like, you know, the 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 ultimate problem with this whole thing is that, again, we're this is a very common thread across all of Phase Four is the idea of free will. Do we have free will? Is everything predetermined? And what's going on there? Like, you know, we, I, I've talked about it before. Black Widow very much determined with the idea of you know, uh, of, you know, does anyone have free will, you know, do, and, and especially considering these people are brainwashed and coming out of the brainwashing and coming into their own person, um, the free will that comes with Shang-Chi, which is the story of, um, you know, a guy breaking away from his family and being like, you know, like, the, 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 the destiny he was set on, can we change that, then same thing with, and really, it's been a thing almost since Endgame. Because Endgame's kind of the same thing, where it's like, can we undo... I mean, well, that's, that's a stretch. But, like, you know, that, there's that. Eternals has to do with the rebelling against God. And it's the, you know, it is the, the, the idea of free will versus, you know, like, for these, essentially, robots, synthesoids, or androids, or whatever you want to call them. Like, um, it, 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 it's, it, that happens. Then, um, what was the other one? Uh, we haven't done a movie yet this year, but, like, Loki. Like, like that's what this feels like a little bit. This idea, uh, like, where, where Loki had the idea that the, the Time Variance Authority was there to, to oversee the sacred timeline and decide what goes and what doesn't. It's this idea that, you know, what... what whereas, if you look at, like, you know... The, the way that the, the Helicarriers worked in the Winter Soldier felt more like, you know, closer to when the crime will be committed. Like, um, whereas, like, Amit's genre of, uh, like, judgment comes more cosmic, which, you know, Amit's a god, so that tracks in a way, but, like, Amit's genre of, uh, what's it called, of, um, of it comes from, like, a more 
like that's the thing. It's like when when we look at like how it's described, how the the how Zola's algorithm is described in the Winter Soldier, it's described as um, like we can we can look at people's patterns of behavior and what they've done in the past, identify them as a threat, and then say, okay, these people are going to be a threat. Now, a threat to Hydra specifically, not a threat to you know the world at large, so it's easy to identify that as, you know, wrong, um, and the idea that, like, we can look at patterns of behavior and be like, okay, so this person is going to do this this day, we can track them down with biometrics and then kill them from the air, and, um, it's, it's that kind of interesting, like, like, that seems a little bit more, I don't know why I, I don't bump into that as much as I bump into, um, the, the one on, uh, the other show. Like, why, why is that something that, I don't understand it. It feels weird to me that that's something that I'm bumping into, um, there. Like, it, 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 and it's so weird, because it's like, it, it, it's, it's, it's just as bad, and it's also a Nazi organization doing it, but, like, the idea of that well, it's, it's because what happens is it's you, you get the freedom of choice up until the point of that. Like, you get the freedom of choice to be like, oh, okay, so uh, you did X, Y, Z, and then we can tell this is going to happen by doing other things. So, I, I don't know. It's like, because the thing is, it's like, even that wasn't... I gotta watch The Winter Soldier again. Um... Because it's like, did they do that and then, like, use that as a basis to be like... Well, again, it's also Hydra, so it's like, did they use that as a basis to be like, oh, and now we're going to surveil these people a little more intensely and see what they're planning and who they're associating with. And then go based on that and say, oh, there's a threat forming. Because it's like, that would be, like, the S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, even, even like, S.H.I.E.L.D. would, like, you know, wouldn't probably do that. Like, it, it's so weird. But, like, for some reason, when it's an Egyptian god doing it, I'm like, now that feels a little extreme, where, because what happens is the Egyptian god, like, the, the first time we're introduced to, to Harrow in episode one, and he does the judgment thing on the lady, and it, and it kills her, he's like, you're going, you are going to do something wrong, and it's like, I think the difference is, it's like, up until that point, she claims she has always led, like, a pious life, like, or, you know, Maybe not pious is the word, but, like, she's always led a, a good life. And she's a good person. And that's kind of, like, what, what what they are doing on there. And it's, like, I understand that. Um, but, like, you know, the idea that... I think that, like, what would really drive it home a little bit better is if they were, like, and this is what you're going to do. That's going to... That, that, that makes you, that makes her judgment this way, instead of just blindly, here's her judgment, and, you know, sorry, that's the luck of the draw, which is kind of what it is on, on the show, the way it is portrayed, where it's like, yeah, well, it, it doesn't always go your way, so I, I feel like that's a, a, an innate problem I have, like, I, and I don't know why. Where it's like, you know, it, it, it's not that it's not explained, it is explained. It, it's just the, and it's not really a problem even. I don't know if you, like, you think that's, what, that's a problem I have with it. 
I think it's just at this point people anticipate me having problems with shows. But, like, it's an interesting kind of device where it's like, you know, because they're a god and because they can see the future, like, that's understandable. I don't know. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, it's such a weird conundrum of, like, even more so than I would, like, I would say less so than, um, no, I would say to the same degree as Loki. And then what happens with, like, that, that I think is part of this problem where we're starting to get more autonomy from creatives within Marvel Studios, and I hate to say that, but, like, we're starting to get these conflicting kind of things where it's like, look, if there still was the sacred timeline, um, as is described in, um, in, uh, what's it called, in, um, And it's like, we get the one sacred timeline. Everything's going to go according to what the Time Variance Authority says. Everything's going to go the exact same way. And if it doesn't go that way, then these people in weird costumes are going to pop out and, and prune you to prevent a separate timeline from splitting. Then, yeah, I could kind of see... Um, what's it called? I could kind of see that making sense. Like, that logic would be kind of sound if that was the case. But it's also not the case. <laughs> Excuse me. It's also not the case. Where it's not, you know... What's the word I'm looking for here? It's, it's like, they 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 got rid of the one beyond all, or, or the one, or he who remains. Um, the, the, uh, the, the Kang the Conqueror variant at the end of time who runs the Time Variant Authority. Um... And by the way, I think I've said this before, I've watched, of all the Marvel Studios, um, Disney Plus things, um, that they've done, um, I've watched the scene of, uh, um, Carl Lumley telling the story to, um, to Sam the most, and then second most is probably the finale of Loki. I really like that finale. But, like, now you get this conflict where it's like, okay, so there is one timeline where everything is kind of, you know, set in stone. And it's like, everything's going to follow this thing. And it's like, okay, so they allowed the Avengers to travel through time in this one timeline because it was for the best for the timeline to, to do that. And it's like, okay, so that that's fine. Um, and then on top of it, like, Steve Rogers went back and pruned everything himself. So nothing ended up changing. No, something did change. Something inherently changed. That's a problem I have here. Like, they should not have let the Avengers travel through time. Because innately, they fundamentally changed. There's a new timeline that they cannot go and put an Infinity Stone back and fix. Because Gamora's not there, and Thanos isn't there, to and, and Nebula isn't there from that timeline. The timeline, you know, like, when they removed stuff from Guardians of the Galaxy, they irreparably fucked that timeline. So that timeline goes entirely different now. Um, 
don't know. I feel like there's a, like, there is something that needs to, like, that's the thing, is if there was one timeline, and if there was, if that was still the case, but now that we have the multiple timelines and all of that, the idea that the, the time variance authority, like, like that's the thing, is that we have this, this splitting timeline and, and all of that. Um, Mr. Knight's kind of cool. Talk too much about shows that aren't Moon Knight. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of cool with Mr. Knight. Um, I would prefer. I like this idea of mirrors being used to show the alternate personalities and allow Mark and Steven to talk to each other um, and using reflections for that. That's a really interesting kind of uh, plot device. Uh, and I think it serves the show well. I think that it's a. You know, beyond that, I think that my issue is the idea of having um, Stephen Grant as the expert in Egypt, considering everything around him, is kind of silly. It's just kind of one of those things that, like, I think they just need a reason to have that personality come back. Um, Otherwise, if it's just Mark Spector and he doesn't have multiple personalities, then what's the point? So, like, they need an excuse to bring back that personality, you know, to, to, to be able to point to and be, oh, he has multiple personalities, and both of them need to have a use. Um, it, it, it's kind of an interesting kind of thing, but now that we've introduced Lila, um, and, and, and also, now that Mark's there, I feel like, you know, what we need is we need a, uh, a moment to take Steven out of the shadows, so to say. Like, why is there still a Merry Christmas sign? I just noticed that. There is still, like, like the town that I work in has these, like, things that they put on the telephone poles that's like, Merry Christmas. And there's still one up. Uh, I don't know how they missed that. Anyway, um, what they need is they need a, a moment to be like, okay, Steven, we are going to bring you up to speed on what happened here. And the thing is, we, the audience, could kind of use that too. Not that the mystery isn't fun and intriguing, but I'm thinking Indiana Jones. I'm thinking, you know, like, Raiders of the Lost Ark, where it's like, we can't just send people blindly on a mission. Like, there's that scene where they just, you know, sit down, and they're like, here is the plot. Here is what we are going to do. And here's what we are going, like, what needs to happen over the course of this, like, story. And, like, this is the important stuff that needs to, to happen between, like, this is what the Ark of the Covenant is, this is why they want it, and it's like, that's an important scene. And it's like, I feel like something like that, um, between Stephen and, um, what's it called, between Stephen and, um... Mark would be helpful, or Stephen, Mark, and Layla, um, to kind of just lay out, okay, here's why this happened, here's what we missed before this, uh, this show even started, here, like, here's all of us, why does Arthur want the scarab so bad, what does the scarab do, it's like, just a moment to be like, okay, here is what's going on, um, and I don't think that happened in this episode, I think that's, you know, that's an important thing. What else is there? Um, 
think that's it. I don't think I really have anything else to address when it comes to, to Moon Knight Episode 2. Um, I'm still liking it. I'm still liking it so far. It's not... It hasn't become a slog to watch. It, and, and it's like, look, I know I went on the philosophical rambling for the better part of, you know, 10 minutes, but it, it is... It is still interesting to watch. And the thing is, that, like, the fact that, you know, it's a TV show about a superhero who has associative identity disorder and, and, you know, all of that. The fact that that show managed to get me on a philosophical discussion about, you know, like, free will is a testament to the show. Like, that, that means the show is doing its job and not just being there for entertainment purposes. Um, so, um... So yeah, so we'll wrap up there for today. Uh, I think I might see Sonic tomorrow. I, I was going to go today, but um, the screening isn't until 7, and I don't really want to do that. Because like, I get off of work at 6, so like I don't want to um, go from work to screening um, at 7 and then not get back until 10. Um because you know they're going to show like a good 20 minutes of commercial of trailers and the movie's two hours long. And even though I've seen the post-credit scene, I kind of want to hang around and see it in theaters. Um, it, it is, I don't know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like I'm debating going tonight or going tomorrow. I'll have to look at the, uh, at the what's it called. Um, I'll have to look at the schedule to see what's going on. Um, and then I'll make a decision then. Because, like, the other problem I end up having is, like, do I, uh, like, do I go see, um, Ambulance or Everything Everywhere All at Once this weekend? Because that's not playing. I'm thinking it's going to be Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, so, uh, so, yeah. So, we will wrap up there for today, and we'll be back with more stuff later this week. So, until then, have a great rest of your week.